That's 856-225-9200. As I reflect again on this foundation, it's uh, it's important, even with children, um, as we set a good foundation, we notice that our kids can grow and have, and it's a proven fact that if you have a good foundation with your children, um, they're emotionally stable, they are spiritually stable, they become smarter when there is a foundation, a rock, meaning my dad, my mom there. And it's a proven fact. I mean, I bless those who who are single parents. I was a single parent. Um, and I know it's rough. And you always know when you see that model from a couple that they're there together and they're both as a tag team, a father and a mother, just working and just trying to set that beautiful foundation for their children. And then later on when they're 18 and going off to college and they're stable and their emotions is right. And that, that, that is the fruit of their labor. You know, you're setting a fruit, your fruit is coming, but you have to set that foundation. And that's, that's with just kids. And that goes with business. I, I know um, I have a friend of mine, God bless you, Margarita and um, Anna. You guys, like, like sometimes they're like, hey, we need security. And I go over there, and I'm like, when did you guys rest? And they're like, oh, man, we don't have time to rest. We're setting a foundation. We, we're making, we want our business to grow. And anybody who, who knows anything about business, you have to invest a lot of time and a lot of effort. You have to set a ground um floor a foundation and once you set everything and you write things down and you know what you want then you start implementing that and when you do that you'll find out that your foundations start to grow and that doesn't mean that you're going to stop um working hard it just means that as your business grows and you have more people that are in the right mindset and they have the right foundation they'll follow your lead you know, it goes with being having a church. A pastor who has a great foundation will have eventually a great church. A pastor that does not have a great foundation will have a dysfunctional church. And, you know, it cracks me up when I hear uh, pastors, they say, oh, I, you know, I want to have a mega church. I want to have a thousand members. I want to have 5,000 members. I'm like, do you have a great foundation? for the 100 people or the 50 people that you have. Um, no, no, we're, we're going to do good. Yeah, because God told me. I said, yes, I know what God told you, but he also told you you have to be in order. So everything has an order. Everything has a foundation. Everything has a structure. And when you understand that, you understand that the spirit of God will bless that foundation when it's in order. And, you know, I always... Um, I'm always trying to figure out the next move and I'm always trying to pray to God and, and like, Lord, you know, what am I going to do next? You know, um, most people think that a foundation is, well, if I give money to the church and um, I help, uh, you know, give money to the foundation and, and I, you know, spend one time a week, then 
I will be okay with spiritually. But a foundation, a spiritual foundation is deeper. Uh, a spiritual foundation, you have to, how do you stay stable in that? When you have a good foundation, your opinion, the trials, the tribulations, the things that go on in life, it's not there to hurt you. It's not there to frustrate you. You might cry, you might complain, but you still want to do what you have to do. Because when you have a good foundation, just having that good foundation will set you up and keep you stable. In life, there'll be storms. But when you set one foundation from the ground up, the storms will come, the waves will come. And then afterwards, the sun comes out. And when the sun comes out, it lays, it, it, it gives a, 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 a ray of hope because you know, okay, the storm came, my foundation stood, now I'm going to start building the first floor. I need windows, I need doors, I need, you know, furniture. So once you lay that first floor, now you're going up to the second floor. And, you know, as we learn to do that, always learn to rest in the Lord. For some people, it comes naturally. Other people, it doesn't. I, I myself, um, my parents, they were workaholics. And um, my dad was always working. My mom, you know, we was always working. And at a young age, you know, when I would go down to the, uh, the farm on the summertime, you know, I had... Uh, I, I was four years old. Get it? Check this out. I was four years old. I don't eat blueberries and because I was I was traumatized. But uh, I say the story because it's funny. I'm four years old uh, and five years old, and me and my sister and my cousins were all in the blueberry fields, and and we're and we're at that age picking blueberries. And then you know when we went back to school, the the teacher would actually say, "Hey, I need you to write a." a story on how was your summer or how you spent your summers. And I would just put in big letters, was picking blueberries and, and, and put a dot and that's it. And he goes, well, what's wrong? He was like, that's all I did. No, no vacation, no this, no that. It was just a lot of work. So I didn't know what it was to go on vacation. My parents, we never went on vacation. You know, it was always work. Our vacation was... Oh, you know, let's go to my aunt's house in Violin. She had a farm. And so we would just go and spend the day for the day, and then we would come back. And um, sometimes I don't know how to rest. You know, like, I know I have to get up if I got to go to work at 2 in the morning, and I go to sleep at 11 after coaching, and I relax. And, and my wife is telling me, you know, you should, you should go to sleep. And then sometimes a parent, a baseball parent would call me and it's 11 o'clock at night and my wife is telling me, uh, you know what time it is, uh, hang up the phone already. And I'm like, um, yeah, but I don't know how to do that. Some people know how to rest, some people don't. But there was a word given for our church for this year in 2019 and it's called, you have to be intentional. You have to be intentional with your foundation. 
with your life, with your kids, with your ministry. It doesn't matter what it is that you're doing with your business. As, as I have um, the knowledge now, uh, we have a phone call. Good morning. This is uh, Pastor Podcast. You are on. Who am I speaking to? Hello. Hello. Hey, good morning. Who am I speaking to? Good morning. Andre Spool, founder of Helping Other People Eat in Camden, New Jersey. Well, God bless you, Brother Andrew. How how are you doing this morning? I'm good. I'm good, man. What's what's going on? What's on your mind? What's in your heart? I just wanted to uh, tell everybody in my city, Camden, New Jersey, I love y'all. Oh, we love you too, brother. And uh, right now I'm in Atlanta. I heard you speaking on vacation. You never got a chance to take a vacation. And uh, it seems like I've been on vacation all my life because of the roads that I chose. And um, it's still like at this time in my life, I just want to help a lot more people. Being on vacation and seeing different things, as you said, you was picking blueberries, right? <laughs> yeah. So, and blueberries, I don't even know you. Where that that was in Camden? Uh, in Blueberry? Um my my dad had uh I don't know if you remember those uh, big blue buses that would come around on uh on uh, in the mornings and, and all up and down Camden and they were picking up people and taking them that we would drive to Hamilton, New Jersey, the blueberry capital of the world. Yeah, so all those big I was, blue I was a kid, but I remember it. Yeah, those big blue uh buses, that was my dad's. Okay, that's what's up. Um well, that means that you did get a chance to get outside the city. It's a lot of people in Camden that haven't even got to where you're talking about. And that's in New Jersey. Wow. So fortunately, I just had, you know, a vision to travel from a young age. I was all in Woodbury and, you know, Sicklerville and Penns Grove and, you know, the outskirts of Camden. And then I started traveling over Philly and New York and, just making connections with people. So I've been connected to a lot of different people all my life. Amen. And as a child, like we all grew up in the like uh, community where we're, you know, our family was poor. All our families was poor in Camden. There's nobody that stood out from the next. Yeah, we was and all as equal. We became, as we became teenagers growing up, my friends, my peers turned to the streets. And that's what I, that's what I enjoyed out of life. I just wanted to do that. I love the streets. I love running the streets. I love the people that I met. I'm the only child. So it wasn't hard for me to get involved in the streets because I wanted to. It wasn't that I had to. I had a wonderful mother that raised me and father that raised me and guided me. My father passed, you know, as a youngin. I was about 14 when my father passed in 86. Sorry to hear that. So... Growing up, all I had was my mother. My mom was hard working. She was a, a LPN, licensed practical nurse, for 50 years. Wow. And my mother just passed in November of 2018. Sorry to hear that. And um, through the years, I just had a, a great connection with my mother, being the only child. And 
me and her twins, basically. She had a twin sister. My Aunt Rosie, they wasn't identical. My Aunt Rosie passed in 2004. Wow. So from that point, my mom, I guess, went into uh, defense mode for me. You know, she prepared herself or she prepared to leave a legacy of what she could for me. Yes. And like I said, we wasn't on. Um, <laughs> Sorry, brother. Take your time. We wasn't on um, rich, but we was rich in spirit, and we was rich in health. Yes. And we was rich and mind state because she taught me to stand on my own. Yes. And to be the best at whatever I chose to be in life. I just happened to choose to be a drug dealer. Wow. And that's what I wanted to do. So through all my years in, in Kansas, she stuck by me. She didn't condone it, but she didn't stop me from doing whatever I wanted to do mm -hmm. as a man. She always wanted me to get good grades in school. She she always wanted me to, to be the best and be who I am today, which is a positive public figure in the city of Kansas. I don't Amen. sell drugs. I don't get high. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't Amen. do anything. Yes. My mother witnessed that within the last six years of her life. Oh, that's beautiful, man. That That's the gift that you gave her. Exactly. I'm speaking on things that I know. She was proud. Very, very proud of the son that she raised to become a king. And she got to see me become this king and be there for her. Amen. And show her that unconditional love that she showed me all my life. Like, she lived for that, and I'm honored to see my mother pass at God's call. Amen. Take her home. I mean, it's real. And I don't talk to people, so, you know, this is just something that I felt as though it was on my heart. I'm watching you. I'm listening to you. I don't know you. WCMT Radio is my home. Yes. My big brother can vouch for me and my loyalty to my community and to my people, my peers. People going to have talk about whatever they want to talk about and always going to have an opinion. Mm -hmm. As people say, they, they did it to Jesus. So what make you different? <laughs> yeah, ain't that the truth? But at the end of the day, I just want to say, like I said at the beginning, I want to say I love my community, I love my city, and all my peers. And um, I just want to, I want you said to pray. I need you to pray for me and my city. Pray for my city and all the people, the kids, the men. Definitely the men in my city. Definitely. The young men in my city. Because the queens are nurturers. The queens, one of my sisters told me there's mushing from Centerville. She had Pulliam. And um... She said, we nurturers. Yes. You know, 
basically, they take care of us regardless or whatever. They're always going to take care of the men. That's what they're here for. You know, they are the the, 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 the birth canal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. We Everything comes through a female. That's true. So when they say woman, even though the Bible say we was first, woman mean one, right? So yeah. So was first, really, the first one. Yes. And I ain't trying to get all into that because that's deep. You know no, trust saying? me. Some people ain't ready for that. But, but my brother, um, listen, um, I'm here for you. If if you ever need to talk or if you got any programs that you're doing with the city, I'm listen. Going, I'm, I'm gonna be there. Yeah, I I'm, mean, I'm coming. To, I'm coming to um regulate WCMD. I mean, I've been going through a lot of things in my life, and I'm gonna claim my spot when I get there. I'm okay. gonna, I'll be there. I have you on my show. Okay. Like I'm, I'm coming. Yeah. Well, I had this in my mind. Yeah. And. Um, like I said, I'm a public figure. I made myself a public figure. I was never public like this yeah. in this fashion, form, or shape. But I became the founder of helping other people eat from what it is, helping other people eat. I felt like the only way to make myself a positive, <clears throat> a, a productive citizen in the community was to help someone else become productive. So... In November of 2014, I started feeding the less fortunate on the corner of Broadway and Federal Street in Camden, New Jersey. Wow. And um, from that point, it turned from helping other people eat to hope, which is abbreviated from helping other people eat. Yeah. So that's what I was doing, and that's what I thought of, so that's what I made. So people would say to my mother, because I was the only child, and I just always did what I wanted to do, that I was spoiled. And my mother would say, well, if he was spoiled, he would have listened. <laughs> if he was a mama's boy, he would have listened. <laughs> True. You know? So I left the house early on my mom's rules. You know how your mama say, well, boy, if you can't listen to my rules, if you can't obey what's going on in this house, then you know you got to go. Yeah. Well, that's how close we was. And that's how deep that was to me. Wow. And that's how much I respected and honored my mother, even to this day. Man, that's and that's I left. <laughs> because I wasn't going to abide by her rules. Yeah, and Anthony Williams could vouch for that. My brother, I mm-hmm. left my mother's house mm-hmm. at like twelve and a half. Twelve and a half. I was already in the streets. Wow. That's wow. Twelve and a half. I was already in the streets. My mother would go to work. I was raised in Canterbury and Crest Fair apartments on Morgan Boulevard. Oh, okay, okay. Crest Fair. They call it um, Crestbury now. So I was born and raised there. Eleven K, Canterbury, Eight Maple Walk, Crest Fair. While it was still uh, great Caucasian people living there. So people that I grew up seeing, like, remember Mel Diamond? Yeah. That's how Morgan Boulevard was, the luncheonette. It was a cheese steak. Yeah, that was, they, it was good. It was good. I remember. Right. I, yeah. The yes, they did. I knew Man. Growing up. So I grew up there when it was really a gas station there. I grew up there. I was born and raised there. And from there, 
at the age of 12, well, probably 11, I was started smoking. My mom used to smoke more reds, so I used to sneak her cigarettes and <laughs> smoke them. It started out just like that. Yeah. <laughs> and from there, it started with the weed, then it was the drinking. Yeah, it, it always it starts with something. Yeah, and the streets are the worst. It, it, yeah. Everything, you know, uh, uh, you, you don't know what you're going to be open to, but as I said, I started young. You started? It wasn't because of my upbringing. It wasn't because of, I didn't have a father at home because mm -hmm. my father was stern. As I said, my father died when I was 14. Yeah. I was already into this stuff at like 11, 12, you know. My you mom didn't know. Yeah, you started a, a foundation in that way. Yeah. You know, my mom was from Morristown. She was country girl. She wasn't really, you know, in those streets. Now she didn't know what was going on. Yeah. I was put in a, a rehabilitation. I went to a rehab. I was like 15. Wow. I don't know if you know of uh, Farm. Yeah, I've heard of Western it. New Jersey. My yeah. mom put me in Faith Farm when I was 15 years old. Wow. We're all inmates. She didn't know what she was doing. Yeah. She didn't know. She was just trying to get me some help. And it was a Christian program. So I'm I'm well aware of, you know, the Bible and I have a great union with with the Lord. Well my brother, um I wanna pray with you before we, we hang up here. Um Um and you know when when you get back we, we gotta we gotta we gotta break some bread, we gotta meet, you know. Yeah, that's cool. Well, my organization is helping other people eat. Helping other people eat. Helping other, yeah, helpingotherpeopleeat.com is okay. my website. Okay. And I want to thank everybody in the community that supports helping other people eat because that's actually what we do. Amen. Well, you're doing, you, you're, you're doing God's work. You're doing God's work. It, it's, it's helping. I help people in their house. I help people with their kids. We also have through Saving Grace Ministries, we have Trauma Healing 365, and that's at uh, every Monday from 5 to 8 o'clock at Isabel Miller uh, Community Center, a.k.a. Centerville Pool. Yeah. We have that going on, that program for all boys, all males. Feel free to bring your, your youth, your male youth there. Oh, we're not, we're not that far away. We're not that far away. Yeah, that's tomorrow. Yeah. Every Monday from 5 to 8 o'clock at Isabel Miller, we need mentors. We need men of any any creed, race, color. You know, it does, none of that matters. You're a man, and we need you to help us mentor these young men so they don't turn out like I did. Amen. Basically. Amen. But I can't really say that because... At the end of the day, I wouldn't be who I am today without going through what I went through. Yeah. Well, you know what? God has different paths for everybody, but we're just here exactly. to uh, up courage. So let me pray with you because I'm almost up. But look, I appreciate your phone call. Um, my, my number is 856-383-4524. You can get in contact with me or call Diamond and we can um, set up and meet. Shout out to Diamond. Yeah, he, he's... He's my Shout man. Shout out to Diamond Blackout Show. Shout out to Diamond WCMD. Shout out to G Money Payroll and the whole squad on their camp. Hamza, uh, 
and all the ladies that be up there at WCMD. Shout out to Miss Pam. Amen. So let, let me pray with you before you hang out, okay, brother? All right, brother. Father God, we come up to your presence to present my brother Ant. You look, he's doing he's doing all that he has, Andre, I'm sorry, to do actually your work. He's helping the community. He's mentoring young men. He's uplifting people. And he's guiding them in the right path, Lord. I ask that you give him wisdom every day, that you give him the strength every day, and that he be led by the Spirit to actually do what it is that he is called to do. In your name, Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much, brother. And look, we'll, I'll talk to Diamond. We got to meet. Yeah, that's what's up, man. Shout out to my girl, Taj, who just dropped her book yesterday. Yeah, that was that, that's a good book. That's a good book. Yeah, WCC. I'm in tune, man. I, I follow my city like, you know, I follow the news every day. I got and you. I like to hear positive things and positive news. Definitely. Shout out to my nephew, getting big. You already know. Well, God bless you, brother. Uh, Thank you for calling. Love you guys, all bro. All the organizations. Yes. All the organizations, all the grassroots organizations, all the positive people keep being positive and progress. I love y'all. Love you too, brother. God bless you. Man, that's 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 the truth right there, how life... Um, the, the way you set a foundation is the way your 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 life is is gonna head. Um, but First Corinthians chapter thirteen, the ultimate foundation, which is God, and God is love. And it says this: Though I speak with the tongues of men and angels, but have no love, I have become a sounding brass or a clinging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understanding the mysteries of all things, and though I have faith that I could even remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And though I beseech to all my goods and feed all the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me not. Love is suffering, love is kind, does not envy, love does not pride itself, it is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own or provoke, thinks not on evil, does not reject in iniquity, do not, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Bears all things, believes in all things, hopes in all things, and endures in all things. Love never fails, but wherever there is prophecy, they will fail. Wherever there is tongues, they will fail. Whatever there is knowledge, it will fail. For we know in part, and we prophesize in part. But, but then that we, which is perfect, has come, that is the love of God. See, my brothers and sisters, the fact of the matter is, is that the firm foundation is love. You know, the nation of Israel 
they went and they set a foundation and they, they wasn't celebrating the real foundation. They were celebrating the love of God that allowed them to build that foundation. When God talks about build your foundation on the solid rock, the solid rock is love. God is love. When my brother here was speaking about everything he's gone through and now he's giving love. He's uplifting, he's encouraging, and he's trying to set his community on high. Um, there is a Netflix showing Saturday, July the 6th from 12 to 6. It's a free event. The location is 1656 Kane Avenue at the Dare Academy. And it's called When They See Us. It's an open forum discussion. There's free food. Anybody interested, not doing anything July the 6th? This is a perfect, beautiful event. Um, it's going to challenge you. It's going to make you think. Um, God bless everybody that was tuned in with us. We love you guys. Sorry I couldn't get to everybody, but I love you guys. Um, the foundation, again, is love. Um, I love you guys. Pastor Podcast loves the community, loves the Loves churches, loves the brothers and sisters, black, white, green, Hispanic, yellow. It doesn't matter. We're all one under the eyes of the Lord. And let's just let's just show love. Let's show love in our city, in our house, in our community, in our jobs. Amen. Amen. And I will be praying now for everybody who is sick, Lord. Everybody that's going through a struggle, Lord. Everybody that's going through this 